The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Often, we go through life thinking we are the only person in the world shouldering problems, stress, depression, and anxiety. What we don't always realize is that there are plenty of people dealing with many of these same issues in their lives. Welcome to Stream in the Desert with your host, Dr. Rita Huang. In today's program, we hope you will find a story that matches feelings and issues that you've been dealing with. In the resolutions of these issues, our hope is that you will also find the inspiration you need. Now, here is Dr. Rita. Are people stressing you out? How do you know if you are overstressed? Stress attacks your body, mind, and behavior. Well, physically, you may have headache, muscle tension pain, fatigue, stomach upset, sleep problems, aches and pains, dizziness, frequent colds, diarrhea, or constipation. Emotionally, you may have anxiety, sadness, and depression, restlessness, agitation, lack of motivation, sense of loneliness, and isolation. Behaviorally, you may be overeating or undereating, having anger outbursts, and sleeping too much or too little, having unhealthy habits such as drug, alcohol, tobacco abuse. If you are experiencing the bowel symptoms, Ask yourself, why are you stressed? Is your stress related to relationship? You know, one of the reasons people get stressed out is because they take on problems that belong to other people. The problems can be any number of things, such as trying to manage other people's responsibilities, trying to be everyone's friend, trying to take care of other people's feelings, or trying to solve others' problems. At the end of the day, you become so exhausted from minding everyone's business that you cannot handle even the smallest of your own tasks. Let me tell you a naughty story about the backpack. Then I will use real-life scenarios and not actual cases to illustrate the meaning of the story. Stay tuned for the story. Amanda loves backpacks. Every time she finds one, whether it's when she's walking down the street, at the garage sale, or in the store, she simply cannot resist picking it up, slipping an arm through it, and wearing it on her back. It's not unusual for her to wear five or six at a time. Even though her friends, family, and strangers tell her they think it's a bit odd, she's so engrossed in the different bags that she gives no mind to the thoughts and opinions of others. She loves the red one, the animal ones, the leather ones. She can't stop finding new backpacks. It's not that she needs another backpack, just one that fits her perfectly already. It's the right size, shape, and color and holds all the belongings she needs. 
Sometimes the weight and the bulk of all the added backpacks wears her out, both physically and mentally. They pull on her muscles and give her tension headaches, and her feet hurt from all the extra weight. At home, she can't focus on the task at hand because she's dealing with all the bags she neither needs nor knows what to do with. By the end of the day, she's exhausted, fatigued, tense, and even physically ill. Her family is getting fed up with the insanity of it all, and can't understand why she would continue to this nonsense. Are you like Amanda, who likes to carry other people's backpacks? Where you treat their problems as if they were your own? Are you carrying their backpacks to the extent of ignoring your own needs, and you become burnout? How do you know that you burn out from your stresses? You begin to experience physical, emotional symptoms that we discussed earlier, and you feel overwhelmed. Do you have any idea why you like to carry others' backpacks? Some people like to carry others' backpacks because they are people pleasers. Other people like to carry others' backpacks because they like to be a rescuer to others. They feel like they are the only source of hope for others. There's another type of people who like to carry others' backpacks because they are codependents with the other person. Are you a people pleaser backpack carrier, or rescuer backpack carrier, or a codependent backpack carrier? Let's look at some examples of people pleaser backpack carrier. In doing so, I would like to take you to the largest neighborhood garage sale. As you walk down the neighborhood. You begin to meet people from the neighborhood, and you get to find out that there are backpack carriers everywhere. Let's walk down to the to the street where the Johnsons are. They have the best deals there. You can tell Bobby is the in charge person in this family. She's ordering her husband and her kids around to set up the garage sale. She gets mad if they are not setting up exactly the way she wants it to be. Her husband Peter submissively obeys his wife because he can't stand seeing his wife gets mad. You see, Peter was brought up in the home where her parents got angry at each other all the time. Being the oldest son in his family, he would try very hard to be the good kid that took care of the younger siblings and did everything to please his parents. He thought to himself, "As long as I'm being a good kid and obey my parents." They will not fight as much. I need to do what I can to please them. No matter how hard he tried to please them, they still got angry. He was beginning to think that there must be something wrong with him, that he could not make his parents happy, in spite of all the efforts he was putting into it. So he tried even harder to give up all his needs to tune in theirs. In his mind. Things would get better as long as he kept trying to please them. Somehow, he carried this conviction with other people as he grew up. He would try to please his teacher at school. He would give up all his needs to win friends over. Before long, he had turned into a yes man who would let people control him and boss him around. Pretty soon, he lost his desire to think for himself. Or even recognize he had any needs at all. 
In his mind, he was thinking that he would be happy if everyone else was happy. As an adult, he continued to carry his core beliefs that he had to make everyone happy, or his world would fall apart and that he would be abandoned and excluded. So this is how he became a people pleaser backpack carrier. When he met Bobby as a young adult, she had just came out from an abusive relationship, so she was hurting. Bobby was perfect for Peter because he felt needed by her. Coming out from a bad relationship, having two alcoholic parents, Bobby felt like she had no one to turn to except Peter. They were perfect for each other, so they decided to get married. Since Peter was a people pleaser and Bobby was needy, they were perfect for each other. However, Bobby became very controlling after marriage. Her life was not in control while she was growing up, so she had to take control of everything as an adult. If she did not get her way, she would get mad. Peter would do whatever to make Bobby happy, but Bobby. Was like a bucket with a hole in the bottom. No matter how much Peter gave sacrificially to her, she was still unhappy. If Peter gave her one inch of care, she wanted to go a mile in his care for her needs. The other day, Peter was trying to help Bobby to get the garage sale ready, so he took the initiation to label the prices for all the items. Bobby was so mad when he saw what Peter had done. She made him remove all the stickers' prices, all the all of them, and she reprised them. She put the items on the tables in an organized way, but it was not Bobby's way. He was being yelled at again. When a customer came to buy something. She would complain that he did not bargain with the customers correctly, so they lost money on that particular item. Later in the day, they were running out of change, so Bobby sent Peter to go to the bank to get some money. When Peter came back, Bobby yelled at Peter, "It took you so long to come back. We lost so many customers because we had no change. It's all your fault." Peter continued to suppress his anger towards his wife inwardly to keep the peace. They decided to go out to eat after they closed the garage sale. Peter asked Bobby where she wanted to go out to eat. She said she was too tired to make a decision. Since Bobby did not make a decision, Peter decided to go to a buffet restaurant to eat so they would have food to eat right away, because they were so hungry. Bobby was looking forward to eating the roast beef there. Unfortunately, there was no roast beef served that particular night. Bobby was very upset and blamed Peter for choosing that restaurant. She was mad at Peter and the restaurant all the way home. Peter was not only a people pleaser to his wife; he was also a people pleaser to his friends and his coworkers. Because he's always tuned in others' needs rather than his, he often felt like he was a victim than being taken advantage of all the time. He would give them what they wanted, 
Yet he would get angry at others for bossing him around. But even more so, he was angry at himself for giving up his rights. But he would just keep everything inside to keep the peace, so people would like him and not to leave him. Fear of being rejected or being left out was his major concern, so he would give up his needs and his rights to please everyone around him. He even tried to please his kids so they would favor him. He had trouble setting boundaries with them. Lately, he had been complaining that he had headache, body tension, aches and pains, insomnia, fatigue, and occasional stomach upset. Had been feeling depressed and anxious most of the time. He ate excessively to deal with his stresses and had been gaining weight. He noticed that he has been drinking wine to keep him fall asleep and to forget his problems. He did not feel like going to work or doing any housework to help out. He wanted to be left alone. Being with people stressed him out. He spent a lot of time sleeping, so he did not have to deal with life. You can see that he looks depressed and stressed out even in the garage sale. He had no idea they had been carrying other people's backpacks. Besides his own backpacks, he has been carrying his wife's backpacks, his kids' backpacks, his friends, and other people's backpacks. Their problems had become his own; that he forgot to take care of himself and his own backpack. His physical and emotional complaints were symptoms of someone being burned out. I feel sorry for him, and I hope he'll get some help. After I buy some decorative items from the Johnsons' garage sale, I say goodbye to them and decide to turn the corner and go to different garage sale to see if there are any good items there. Oh, the house in the corner seems to have lots of kids' furniture. I think I'm going to go there. It's the Taylors' garage sale. Melanie Taylor is there by herself, sitting in front of the garage. I go to say hi to her. And she invited me to sit with her. I like the idea of visiting with her. My friend Melanie is a nice lady who'll do anything for you if you need help. She's been complaining that she has insomnia, stomach upset, and seems to have an unexplainable anger inside her that is unbearable. She has no idea why she feels this way. She went to see a physician. And he told her that there was nothing wrong with her; her symptoms were probably due to stresses in her life. I encourage her to talk about her stresses, since no one is coming to look at the items in her garage. Are people stressing you out? How do you know if you are overstressed? Stress attacks your body, mind, and behavior. While physically you may have headache, muscle tension, pain, fatigue, stomach upset, sleep problems. Aches and pains, dizziness, frequent colds, diarrhea, or constipation. Emotionally, you may have anxiety, sadness, and depression, restlessness, agitation, lack of motivation, sense of loneliness, and isolation. Behaviorally, you may be overeating or undereating, having anger outbursts, and sleep too much or too little. 
having unhealthy habits such as drug, alcohol, tobacco abuse. If you are experiencing the above symptoms, ask yourself why you're stressed. Is the stress related to relationships? You know, one of the reasons people get stressed out is because they take on problems that belong to other people. The problem can be any number of things, such as trying to manage other people's responsibilities, trying to be everyone's friend, trying to take care of other people's feelings, or trying to solve others' problems. At the end of the day, you become so exhausted from minding everyone's business that you cannot handle even the smallest of your own ha- tasks. Let me tell you an naughty story about the backpack. Then I will use real-life scenario, not actual cases, to illustrate the meaning of the story. Stay tuned for the story. Ask the experts. Call toll free right now one eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven, and ask our all star team to answer your question. That's one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty seven. Thank you for calling VoiceAmerica.com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with, as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is "The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw" and other parables from Christian counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns, so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website TrinityChristianCounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at five one seven. 332-6300 and leave a message for her. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit TrinityChristianCounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. Melanie feels that everyone is taking advantage of her. She tries to please everyone around her, but they still are unhappy. For instance, 
Her husband's expectations are impossible to meet. He demands her to be a perfect wife who will take care of all his needs. If he wants to invite people over from work, he does not care if Melanie is ready to entertain. He usually calls an hour before he decides to invite someone over. She feels a sense of panic when trying to come up with dinner on the table. It is very stressful for her because even her teenage kids do not take her words seriously. They are quite disrespectful towards her. They rely on her to help them with their homeworks every night. Her schedule during the day has been interrupted because kids forget to bring homework to school, so she has to bring it to school for them. How much she wishes her kids would be more responsible. Her friends seem to take advantage of her by asking her for help all the times. Since she spends her whole day helping others, she finds herself not having enough time to complete things she wants to do. She is feeling tired and exhausted all the time. Melanie has no idea that she is a people pleaser backpack carrier. By carrying everyone's backpacks, she denies others opportunity to learn how to be responsible for their own backpacks or problems. Since she's so willing to carry everyone's problems or responsibilities, they learn not to figure out how to solve their problems on their own. She thinks she's helping them by carrying their backpacks, but she's actually destroying others and herself. No one can carry that many backpacks. I suggest her to make all these people unhappy by asserting herself and saying no to them. After a few more words of encouragement, I say goodbye to her. Months later, she calls me on the phone. Guess what? You write. When I begin to make people unhappy by saying no to them and tell them how I feel and what I want, they learn to respect me as someone who has my own needs, feelings, schedules, and responsibilities. I used to think that they would abandon me once I stopped carrying their backpacks. But to my surprise, these people had less complaints, and they tried to figure out how to solve their own problems and carry their own backpacks. When she carries their backpacks for them, they become disabled, for they rely on her to meet their needs rather than trying to find ways to deal with their own problems. I am glad that Melanie had a breakthrough. After I say goodbye to Melanie. I decide to take a break from garage sale and walk home. As I turn the corner, I see Eddie walking down the street. Hi, Eddie. How are you doing lately? Eddie replies, "Not very good." I ask, "What's wrong?" He says, "My girlfriend broke up with me again. I don't know what's wrong with me. That girls always break up with me. This is the third time, you know. At first, I was mad at them." Now I'm beginning to think that I am the one that has the problem. Do you think you can help me figure it out? I say, "There's a bench over there. Let's sit there and talk." Eddie tells me about the relationship he has had in the past. He tried to help his first girlfriend Tanya to get out of an abusive relationship. She was she was attached to him like glue at first. 
She seemed to respond to his tender, loving care positively. He fell in love with her. However, after they dated for a period of time, she began to pull away from him. Tonya often found ex- ex- excuses not to go out with him. One day, she told him that she did not want to date him anymore. He knew he had tried everything to help her and make her happy. Unfortunately, she still wanted to leave him. Years later, he met another girl who had just been divorced. Her name was Lori. She cried all the time at work. Eddie felt bad for Lori and began to listen to her pain. As a result, they became very close. Pretty soon, they were on the phone daily. Eddie fell in love with this girl because he felt rewarded taking care of someone who was hurting. Of course, this girl felt great that she had someone to look after her, so she was glued to him. Eddie felt very good inside when he had someone relying on him. They dated each other for three years. Then she began to pull away from him. She didn't even answer his phone calls. One day he went to her house and found that there was another guy in the house. He was very angry and hurt. Of course, this relationship was terminated. Also, two years ago, he met another woman named Denise, who was divorced and had two children. First, he went to her house to help her to fix things. Then Denise seemed to call him all the time with all kinds of needs. He felt great that he was able to be a supporter for her. Pretty soon, Eddie began to have strong feelings towards her. They continued to see each other daily. Eddie would do anything to make Denise happy, but no matter how hard he tried, she was still unhappy. About a few months ago, she decided to terminate the relationship with him. He had no idea why she dumped him. He was so good to Tanya, Lori, and Denise, but they all decided not to have anything to do with him. He felt angry, hurt, and rejected. He was beginning to think that there must be something wrong with him. I asked Eddie whether he could see any pattern in all these relationships. He says that all these three of them were hurting when he met them. He was there to help them, but they didn't want him after all. So you are the rescuer to them, aren't you? I asked. I suppose I am. I'm so used to taking care of people, so it's natural for me to do that. Eddie replies. Tell me more about it. I asked. You see, my dad left my mom and me when I was six years old. I saw my mom cry all the time after my dad left. I was sad. And afraid, since my dad was not there, I felt like I need to take up the position of my dad and did everything I could to help my mom and to comfort her. If I did not do that, I would lose my mom also. I did not have any brothers and sisters, so my mom was all I had. She told me I was only reason for her to leave. So I became my mother's comforter, helper to keep her alive. Since Eddie took up the role of a rescuer to her mother, she felt comfortable with relationships where she had to be the rescue backpack carrier. 
All the women he dated were experiencing some kind of emotional turmoil when he met them. Tanya had just came out from an abusive relationship and was in pain. Lori had just came out from a brutal divorce and needed emotional support. And Denise was divorced with two young children. Eddie was there to carry their backpacks to the extent that he gave up all his own needs. He would cancel any activities to help them if they have any kinds of needs. He has no time to take care of his own chores at home. He was bending over backwards for everyone else, that his work performance was also affected. He was on call for them 24-7. Sometimes he had to listen to their pain so late at night that he did not have enough sleep for the next day for work. He was having headaches, stomach issues, and feeling anxious during the time he dated each woman. When these women were in pain, they grabbed on him to get support. He was like a band-aid to them. Once they were able to heal from their trauma, they no longer needed him. If you look at all his three relationships, none of them truly cared for him. They just used him to heal their emotional pain. His relationship with them was not give and take that kind of relationship. He was the only one who carried their backpacks and kept giving, giving to them. Once they were able to carry their own backpacks, they did not need him anymore. He needed to find a woman who loved and cherished him just as much as he loved her. Eddie said, now I get it. I need to find someone who can carry my backpacks also. I should not be the only one who carries her backpack. I replied, I'm sure you'll find someone like that. When you feel like you're carrying the woman's backpack without taking care of yourself, you know you're a rescuer backpack carrier. A healthy relationship has to be give and take. A taker without giving anything in return stress you out. You're right. It's not worth it to be the one-way backpack carrier. When my shoulder gets tired, I need someone to help me to carry my bag. Eddie responds, It's getting late, so we say goodbye to each other. The next day, I decide to walk around the neighborhood garage sale again to see if I can find any gardening tools now that spring is coming. Oh, there are lots of people gathering around the Jackson's house. There must be good deals there. On the way to the Jackson's house, I met Molly. Hi, Molly. How are you doing today? Molly replies, I guess I'm okay for now. What's the matter? Is there something wrong? I ask. Molly replies, Yeah, it's hard to talk about it because there's so many people around. Do you want to come to my house and talk for a little while? I ask. So we both change direction and walk to my house. We sit on the lawn chair in my front yard and talk. Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of Molly's story. News. Opinion. Hear me. Hear me. 
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit TrinityChristianCounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. Molly tells me that she had been under so much stress that she had trouble going to sleep. She has lost motivation to do anything. Crying for no reason, angry at everything and everyone. She has headaches, pain from her tense muscle, and an unbearable fatigue. Tell me about your stresses, I asked Molly. Well, I think I'm burned out from helping others. I feel bad for this woman who was in so much pain after her divorce. Before I knew it, I was on the phone with her anytime during the day whenever she needs someone to talk to. After I listened to her, I felt like I was being dragged down emotionally. I'm like a garbage can for her to dump her trash in. And now the garbage can is overloaded. The other day, one of my neighbors was sick, so I cooked for her family. At church, I felt like I needed to get involved in the ministry whenever the volunteers quit. If I didn't take over, the ministry, ministries would collapse. Because of that, I'm in charge of many ministries. Lately, I didn't feel like doing any of them. When my kids' school needs to have room mothers, I usually volunteer myself to help out. You know, I also have to help my husband with the accounting for his business. I'm overwhelmed with all these responsibilities. And worst of all, my daughter is getting married. I have to take care of everything because my daughter has no experience planning a wedding. I find her all these good deals, but she refused to take my advice. 
I'm so stressed out. Molly begins to sob. I gave her a hug and hand her some tissues to wipe her tears. Then I tell her the backpack story when she's calm. Her eyes begin to light up as she listens to the backpack story. She bursts into laughter and exclaims, "This is me! I'm Amanda. I like to carry people's backpacks. Somehow, I'm a rescuer to others." I ask her, "What's going to happen to Molly?" Molly replies, "She's carrying so many backpacks that she collapses eventually." Molly says, "That's why I'm burned out." That's right. Is there any backpack you you can get rid of? Molly responds, "I actually do not have to carry anybody's backpack. Mine is heavy enough. I can refer my divorced friend to see a counselor. It is up to me to decide when to pick up the phone. I do not have to volunteer myself to do everything. Everything." I replied, "You're absolutely right." You're very talented and capable. Sometimes, when you're so capable that you may make others around you become helpless. If you are a little helpless, other around you may become more capable. Maybe before you offer yourself to help, ask yourself a question: Is this my backpack? If it's not yours, you should not carry it. Molly says, "I get it." I need to stop carrying others' backpacks. Well, I think I better go now, so you can go shopping. Thank you for listening to me. We'll talk again. Of course, I end up not getting anything from the garage sale, but it's good to spend some time with Molly. Now that we have seen a few examples of people pleaser backpack carriers. And some rescuer backpack carriers. Are you one of them? If you're not one of them, maybe you are codependent backpack carrier. What's a codependent backpack carrier? Codependent backpack carrier are those who make the other persons more important to them than they are to themselves. They put the thoughts, feelings, and needs of other people first. Yet they feel resentful that they have to give so much. They think others are negative towards them, and they often feel rejected by others. They don't feel okay unless the other person they codependent with is with them. Some of them have been abused as children, so they often view abuse as normal and the best that can be expected. Now that we know that what codependent backpack carrier is. I would like to walk down the street with you to continue our journey to the garage sale to see if we can find codependent backpack carrier. As I walk down the street, I found out that lots of people are closing the garage sale because today is a rainy day. I guess they probably think they will not have any good business because of the weather. Maybe I can go to Mr. and Mrs. Brown's house to help them to put things away for the garage sale. As I walk into Maria Brown's garage, I can see that she's stressed out cleaning the stuff from the garage sale all by herself, and her husband is not there helping her. Hi, Maria. How are you doing today? Do you need some help? I ask. I'm glad you're here. I do need some help, she says. 
as we are putting things into the boxes. Maria is complaining about how her husband expects her to do everything. She's stressed out without any help from him. As I get closer to her, I notice that she has a bruise on her arm and her neck. Maria, let me see your arm. There's a bruise on it. How did you hurt yourself? I ask. Well, I just bumped into something. She replies. I can see that you have a bruise on your neck. Also, how do you bump your neck into something? I just don't understand. I ask. There's a long pause before she responds to me. I can see that her tears are running down her cheeks. What's wrong, Maria? Who hurt you? Is that your husband? I ask. Maria nods her head. Yes, it happened all the time when he's angry. Then the next day, he apologized to me for his violent behavior. I thought about leaving, but I don't think I can survive without him. I do love him, you know. She says, "Loving someone does not mean you have to be his doormat and let him step on you." I'm worried about your safety. You need to get some help. I can find you a counselor. I insist. It's okay. He's controlling, but he's often feel remorseful after his behavior. It gives me hope every time he apologizes again. Maria says, "But did he do it again?" I ask. It has been fifteen years. He's still controlling, abusive. I worry about the kids who are witnessing the abuse. That's right. You need to get some help so your kids won't be affected by his abuse. You see, you are codependent backpack carrier. I begin to tell her the story about the backpack and explain to her what a codependent backpack carrier is. Maria exclaimed, "Yes, I'm a codependent backpack carrier. No wonder I'm always so stressed out. Carrying my own backpack is bad enough. It's hard to carry others' backpack. All these years, I have focused on meeting my husband's needs, and I forget that I have my own needs. It seems that I no longer know how I feel, what I want anymore. It does not matter how I feel, what I want anyway." He always wants his way. In order to keep the peace, I just let him have his way. But I'm very angry inside for not getting what I desired. I then respond, "You don't deserve to be treated that way. You are a valuable person like everybody else." Maria was sobbing at this point. She tells me she's trashy, dirty, and unlovable. She should stay with her husband, or she have no one in this world. It come to find out that Maria was sexually, emotional, and physical abused by her father when she was a child. In her mind, being abused by her husband is normal. She has a hard time believing that she is lovable. I begin to tell her about God, who can love her no matter what. She's in tears and pray with me to ask God to come to her heart and take control of her life. Her face shines like an angel after we pray. Maria promised me that she will get some help because she's tired of being a backpack carrier. I give her a hug and say goodbye to her. As I turn the corner, passing by the park in the subdivision, 
I see a teenager who's sitting on the swing crying. I sit on the swing next to her and ask her why she's crying. She tells me that she has to leave her house and come here to take a break from her mother. Her name is Amy. I ask Amy, "What's wrong with your mother?" She tells me that her mother always has to have her way. If she does not get her way, she'll be mad. Amy begins to share her frustration. The other day, I left a few crumbs on the kitchen counter. I tried to clean it up. My mom got so upset that I was not cleaning it well enough. She had to stand next to me and coach me how to clean it. I'm seventeen years old. I know how to clean the kitchen counter. My mom is so OCD and she's obsessive about cleaning. No matter how well well I clean, but it's still not good enough for her. It has to be clean in her standard. If she does not get her way, she'll cry and make me feel guilty. In order to manage her anger, I usually just do everything her way, but then I get very angry afterward. Even worse, she would not agree with any decision I make. You know, sometimes she has to let me make some mistakes. All my friends are not good enough for her. She criticizes my friends constantly. They're pretty good kids, you know. She stresses me out. She did not do well in school herself, but she's forcing me to get always for her. If I get a bad grade, she'll cry. So I have to keep getting good grades to make her happy. No matter how hard I try to make her happy, she's still unhappy. I'm the one that's going to school. I should be the one who decides what grades I want to get. She just makes me study so much that I cannot hang out with my girlfriends or my boyfriends very much at all. Amy went on and on complaining about her mother. Can't you just tell her how you feel and what you want? I asked. Amy responds, "No way. She never listened to me. Talking to her is like talking to a brick wall. You cannot get through to her because she believes her way is the only way. When I tell her that I'm hurting, she does not seem to care. She turns things around and thinks that I'm hurting her. It's best not to talk to her." I respond, "You must be very frustrated that she does not care about you." Let's take a break. Stay tuned for the rest of Amy's story. Ask the experts. Call toll free right now. One eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. And ask our all star team to answer your question. That's one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty seven. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you struggling with relationships and wonder what you need to do? Are you facing crises and challenges in your life? How about emotional disturbances such as anxiety, depression, fear, or stress? Do you need some help? Get a hold of Dr. Rita's Hippo book. In her book, she provides fresh perspectives on how to wisely navigate the challenges in life. She uses parables and analogies to help you find insight and coping strategies in your struggles. The life scenarios she uses in the book are situations you can identify with, as you often find yourself as one of the stories in her book. 
The title of her book is The Hippo That Fell Off the Seesaw and Other Parables from Christian Counseling. You can order it from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or you can also download it as an ebook. Dr. Rita likes to hear about your concerns so she can pray for you. You can email her at care at dr-rita.com or visit the website trinitychristiancounseling.com. You can also call the Trinity Counseling Center at 517-332-6300 and leave a message for her. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Stream in the Desert with Dr. Rita. For more information about the program or Dr. Rita, please visit TrinityChristianCounseling.com. Now, back to this week's inspiring program. Immediately, Amy replies, Yes, it's terrible. Worst of all, she wants to decide where I should go to college. I want to go to the college where my boyfriend is going. She thinks I need to go to the college in town. Maybe she's not ready for me to leave her, but I can't wait to leave her. I'm the one that's going to college. Why can't she just let me decide where I want to go? How stupid that is, I cannot even apply for the college I want to go to. The thought of not being with my boyfriends makes me so sad. Tears start running down her cheek. I try to emphasize with her and make her feel like her feelings are being understood. Then I tell her the backpack story, explain to her what a codependent parent is like. Codependent parents play a victim role. They put guilt trips on the kids, are overly emotional, controlling, and never listen. Amy responds, Yes, my mom is a codependent parent that make me feel like I need to be responsible for her feelings and her wants. I need to deny myself to make her happy. I tell her the backpack story and explain to her that she's called, she is a codependent backpack carrier. It is stressful enough to carry your own backpack with stresses from school, relationships, responsibilities, and your future. You should not be carrying anybody's backpack to manage others' emotion. No one can manage another person's emotion. You know, carrying others' backpacks drags you down. Maybe it's good for you to see a counselor to help you to learn to unload others' backpacks by setting boundaries with them. Maybe going to a family therapist with your mom would be a good idea after you learn not to be a backpack carrier. Amy replies, I do need someone to talk to. You seem to be very understanding. Can I talk to you again? Certainly, I reply. We say goodbye to each other. I don't feel like going to garage sale anymore, so I'm going to walk home. I hope you enjoy our trip together, meeting backpack carriers along the way. Some of them are people-pleaser backpack carriers, others are rescuer backpack carriers, and some are codependent backpack carriers. Are you one of them? Do you feel stressed out carrying others' backpack to the extent of not taking care of your needs and your wants? You may even, it may even affect 
your physical and emotional health by now, because you're so burned out by carrying others' backpacks. Is it worthwhile to be so stressed out by them? Your own backpack is heavy enough. You do not need to carry others' backpack. Does it mean that you just don't care for others by not carrying their burden? Not really. It's important to care for others. You have so much joy giving to others. However, if you are giving to the extent of hurting yourself physically, behaviorally, or emotionally, that you have lost yourself. Eventually, you feel like no one knows your desired or your needs. This unhealthy compassion becomes a backpack. Some people like to carry many people's backpacks that they are dragging them down and making them unable to function themselves. Other people's backpacks has a lot of junk in it, and they belong to the other person, not you. You do not need to carry their backpacks. How do you prevent yourself from carrying others' backpacks? First of all, ask yourself a question before you carry this backpack: Is this my backpack? If it's not, you don't have to carry it. You can be there to assist the person some of the time. You don't have to carry the person's backpack completely. And stress yourself out as if it is your bag. Secondly, you can help a person by referring the person to an expert to get help. Thirdly, you can round up a team of people to help empower this person to carry his or her backpacks. Fourthly, you can learn to set boundaries for yourself by asserting yourself rather than giving in to carry their bags. Lastly. You need to help people help themselves to carry their bags. If you carry their bags all the time, they will rely on you and become helpless, and you become very stressed out. You're not helping them or yourself. One thing in common for all the backpack carrier is that they're feeling insecure about themselves. That's why they want to seek approval from others by carrying their backpacks, for they fear losing them. Once you ask God to come to your heart and take control of your life, you become a child of God. That means you are prince or princess in the kingdom of God. You're special and precious in God's sight. People may abandon you, but God adores you. When you find your security in God, you want to do everything to please God, not to please man. The Bible says, "Take your refuge in God, not in man." People changes all the time. Sometimes they like what you do. Sometimes they don't. God is the only one who does not change. If you are secure in Him and know who you are in God, you will not be so fearful that you have to seek others' approval by carrying their backpacks. People may not like you at times, but God loves you no matter what. Your confidence in yourself comes from your confidence in God. I would like to hear from you so I can pray for you. My email address is care at dr dash r i t a dot com. Care at dr dash r i t a dot com. I hope today's show helped you find your source of stress in your life, and you're making some changes so you will not be so stressed out. Come join me for my next show. I'll be talking about the story of the Twilight Zone. Until then, 
I hope you find streams in whatever desert place you're in. Thank you for joining us this week for Stream in the Desert. Be sure to return next Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, or on demand anytime for another story and program with Dr. Rita on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.